Good evening, brothers and sisters. Good evening, today. Okay. Uh, the weather is quite erratic. So, oh, actually, <coughs> getting quite consistent in a way. Consistently erratic. <laughs> yeah, so. <coughs> because of the different kinds of ropes. So you see today I'm wearing this new one. Uh. Yeah. So because the the other set uh, is is too smelly. So I have to put it to wash. So I've been wearing the other one which is not so smelly. But it's meant for autumn wear. <laughs> so after wearing for close to a week, wow, all the heat trapped. So I have a breakout of heat. Yeah, so decided, okay, la, we have to have to take this out to wear. Okay, so uh, where do we stop? We were at page 12. Yeah, page 12. The Bieting. The, the mental concomitance which uh, arises <coughs> uh, according to uh, very specific conditions. Yeah. So at the last part, um, and we went through the with respect to the uh, eighth consciousness. Yeah. So uh, and we are actually down to the last paragraph already. So, <coughs> uh, just now, one student asked, yeah, uh, HK was asking about the eighth consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so, we have learned the first uh, eighth consciousness, and uh, that is the mind, actually. Yeah, the mind, the heart. Uh, and so, the question is, is the if the mind if the consciousness move from one life to the next life and the next life, so is the is the consciousness actually permanent? Yeah. Or another way to ask this question is, so is the consciousness the equivalent of what uh, other schools and religion call the soul? Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, there are many. Many modern uh, religious um, teachers who who suggest this that actually, ah, yeah, yeah, you know, the differences are just in the names. It's actually talking about the same thing. And in recent years, there's even the mention of higher consciousness uh, that we have this consciousness and then the higher consciousness. Then when we meditate, we reach out to the higher consciousness. Yeah. 
So uh, some students have approached me and asked me about that also. Yeah. Uh, I usually give very blunt answers to these kind of questions. Yeah. Uh, the simple answer is no. It's not the same. Uh, then they, they usually, but uh, uh, no, no, not the same. Not the same means not the same. Uh, we have to be clear, very clear about uh, certain things. Yeah. Uh, so then some students will even have the not not HK, but other students. Others, some students will like will have the idea, Sifu, uh, maybe we shouldn't be so attached to the labels, you know. But this is not about attachment. If, if we are not clear about the definition or the intended uh, meaning, then, then basically we are saying anything goes up. Yeah. So first and foremost, the if consciousness is not a permanent... It's not, when we say if consciousness is the repository for the karmic seeds, uh, we are still not saying that it's a permanent state. It's not a permanent state. Uh, <clears throat> um, within the context of this uh, commentary, we talk about the features of the eight consciousness, the name, the features, the function, and so on. Uh, there are other aspects of the eight consciousness that is not explicitly mentioned in the text here, but it would include things like how the if consciousness is uh, also seizing and arising yeah, as we speak. Yeah. So by that itself, we are saying it is also impermanent. It is not that, oh, uh, everything else is impermanent, but the if consciousness is a permanent storm. Yeah, it's not. But how can we then understand it to be? If it's not permanent, then how can things be stored inside? In fact, it is precisely because it's impermanent, that's why things can be stored inside. If it's permanent, it cannot change. If it cannot change, then you cannot store new seeds. Yeah. And old seeds cannot ripen and be used up. It's precisely because it's impermanent. Yeah. So, uh, an analogy that is com commonly used is the mind stream. So the eighth consciousness is described as a mind stream. Yeah. So using the analogy of a stream, uh, the name is consistent, but the content of of the of a stream is always changing. So it's not the same stream anymore. As the uh, <clears throat> as the saying goes, you cannot step in the same into the same river twice. You cannot step into the same river twice. Today you go to uh, Singapore River and you step into Singapore River. Uh, you take your foot out. In fact, the moment you take your foot out, it's not the same river that you step in. <laughs> not to mention you cannot step into the same river twice. You cannot even step out of the river that you step in. <laughs> because the moment you step in, it has changed. Yeah, by definition of a river is flowing. Yeah, it's flowing. A body of water that is flowing. So moment by moment it has changed. Yeah. So within the lifespan, 
the ana consciousness is changing also. Yeah. So, from one life to the next life, it is not that the same ana consciousness uh, uh, move to the next, yeah. but it's that it induces the arising of uh, the ana the consciousness yeah, in the next life. Yeah. And in fact, if you think about it, by definition, the last moment of this life must be, by definition, different from the next life. Yeah. We, give it, we give it the same name, Alaya Consciousness, but by definition, it is very interesting, I think about it. In this life, up to the last moment, we say that the eighth consciousness is the last consciousness to so-called live. Okay? So, eight consciousness and all the first seven consciousness arises, arises, and as you so-called pass away, all the first five consciousness cease, and then number six cease, then number seven cease. Yeah, they all arise, cease, arises, then took, then arises, 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 then left Allah consciousness, and finally Allah consciousness cease, <coughs> then don't arise anymore in this life. Uh, by uh, strict technical definition, only when the Allah consciousness ceases for the last moment in this life, then we say technically the person is dead. Yeah. Otherwise, it's still possible for the person to still <laughs> suddenly have awareness again. Yeah. So then, um, when that happens, then we say that, okay, if rebirth were to take place immediately, then... Uh, there will be a change in the Allah consciousness because one of the seed would have ripened. Yeah? Isn't it? Yeah. So the one the Allah consciousness that arises in the next one will be the one will be similar to the to this one, minus the seed that has ripened. <laughs> By definition. Yeah. And the moment you are reborn, then other Allah consciousness, other other of the seeds, yeah, would be ripening also. So there's no moment where the, the Allah consciousness is constant. So in that way, uh, while we have a mechanism that uh, supports the, the continuity, but no constant. There's a continuity, but no constant. So... Uh, that answers the question of whether uh, consciousness or Allah consciousness uh, is actually permanent or not, or is it equivalent to a soul. Yeah. Uh, but perhaps if we take a step back from all this question, um, the, uh, the very issue for, uh, for all of us, and in fact for even non-Buddhists, or for Buddhists who never learn about Allah consciousness, um, from for all of us is is actually uh, without learning all this, we also don't have this question. Yeah, and for most people, regardless of their religion, most people never really sit down and think, hmm, yeah, in my religion we talk about a soul. What is a soul really? And most people don't do that. And as a result, most people, for most people, the 
the issue we have that results in our dissatisfaction yeah, from day to day, from moment to moment, from life to life, the issue that troubles us is not really uh, always about this. It's ultimately about our grasping, yeah, our attachment and grasping, yeah, our tendency to do that. Whatever we are exposed to, after all, we're quite used to it, and then we hold on to it. Yeah. We hold on to it, hoping that, uh, since I'm quite comfortable with it, uh, hoping that it will just remain status quo. Uh, so instead of getting into a uh, theolo theological or empirical debate, uh, uh, the, the, the explanation that I gave earlier answers it. Yeah. Uh, but to me, for most of us, actually our main issue is more about um, our day-to-day -day attachment. Uh, our day-to-day -day attachment. <coughs> oh. So, uh, any any questions about that? Or do I uh, have friends who come and ask you about the soul? Because uh, whether there's soul or no soul, uh, do you think there's a soul? Actually, actually, you know, sometimes, in my opinion. Whether there's a soul or no soul, right? Uh, today, whether there's a soul or not, when you lose your phone, you are you are anxious. And when you lose your phone and you're anxious, you're not thinking, oh, because I have a soul, so now I'm anxious. The soul is anxious. It's irrelevant whether you have a soul or not, actually. Yeah. To me, the question is, how can you uh, reduce your anxiety when things don't go your way for a start? If you cannot even do that, worry about whether there's a soul. Yeah. In fact, I just recently had a conversation with, with a priest. And the question was related to this, and uh, I keep bringing it back to this. Uh, does it matter? What, does it to me? It doesn't matter whether it's like this or like that. But the, the the important thing is that at this point in time, we are affected by our mindset. Yeah, and as long as our mindset don't change, we still have grasping. We still have attachment. Yeah. Uh, then we are affected. So instead of going too far out and worrying about all those other things, yeah, come back to what what get you off, you know. Yeah. And that's why at the start of the of every series of classes, I always ask people this question: yeah, write down three things that get to you. Sometimes I modify it a bit. Sometimes, because people always, uh, people like to look at positive things. Uh, I say, okay, write down three things that you want to improve on. <laughs> yeah. uh, but either way, it's, 
actually almost the same thing, is it? And you think about it, how many lessons have we we started this this series in uh, when did we start? Huh? We started in February. So um, <coughs> so since February, have you gotten upset over anything? Say yes, yes. yes. Uh, so. Uh, if you can look at whatever you got upset and ask yourself, is it something that you can overcome? Yeah. And you can try working on it and overcome that. I think that's worthwhile. Uh. Yeah, I think that's worthwhile. Now, there, be, there are some students who say that, oh, but Sufu, some, some matters happen not because of my own undoing, you know. Uh, it's because of other people. Say so it's okay, okay. Yeah. So maybe you found something that you can. Yeah. Totally, it's totally out of your control. Yeah. You queue up in NTUC, buying things, and then someone come up to you and just give you a slap. <laughs> yeah. You cannot control that, right? Yeah. Uh, you can maybe try to prevent. Yeah, look around, but yeah. <laughs> Do you want to live your whole life being paranoid? <laughs> you're going to stab me, you're going to stab me. <laughs> yeah. So you see, just, a, just this simple example, you realize that <clears throat> depending on how you look at it, you, our attempt to prevent it can be bigger, can be worse than the problem itself. You get slapped once, then you spend your whole life being paranoid. I think the paranoia for the rest of your life is worse than the slap one. So, um, <coughs> page 12. 第七是在因为时, yeah, so this Ingwei, I mentioned last week, yeah, this, is, this is actually the, the stage of cultivation. Yeah. Yeah, so, the in gen guo wei or in wei gen guo wei. So it's referring to the the two stages when a person is still cultivating versus when you have cultivated and then attain to the various fruits. So in this way, the the mana consciousness, in other words, the mind, yeah. Wei yu hui xing shuo xiang yin, yeah, in wei. 我见也是就是一种软会 yeah, There's an extra 就是 huh? So uh, if you don't know this You can cancel this out uh, 就是就是 So uh, while we are still cultivating We uh, we are still not enlightened uh, But uh, and as a result The mind uh, the, the number 7 consciousness Number seven consciousness is actually the default mind. Yeah, the default mind. So the default mind itself is a form of uh, default wisdom, yeah, tainted wisdom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so as a result, <coughs> uh, it is always 
connected with the uh, so-called uh, connected with wisdom, except that it's not the good wisdom; it's the tainted wisdom, or the tainted wisdom. Ignorance is seen here as a form of wisdom. Yeah? The opposite of wisdom is a tainted wisdom. Uh, so you notice that sometimes when you talk to people, there are people who's, whom you, when you ask, let's say there's, there's so, something to discuss, and everybody have their opinion. Uh, some people will say that they don't know. Some people that will say that they are not sure. Some people will say that they know. And of all those people who say that they know, some people know the right thing, some people know the wrong thing. But both of them will claim that they know. Uh, yeah, so this is the example here. Yeah. You have wisdom, but wisdom that uh, points to reality. And there's also so-called wisdom, but it's, it points to the wrong thing. Uh. So, <coughs>前六世,无论在有漏无漏位,都与欲等无心所相应,无畏。So, the first six consciousness, this yolo无漏位, meaning that it actually covers practically all the stages, or yolo无漏位。it is it doesn't have any issue with these five mental factors what are the five mental factors? 欲欲圣解念定会 with respect to these five the first six consciousness is able to connect with them is able to connect with them but it's not always connected that's the difference can connect but not always connected. So sometimes you may uh, you may encounter something that is uh, that can evoke that desire to pursue. Sometimes not. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you may have deep understanding. Uh, sometimes you don't have deep understanding. Sometimes you have you have mindfulness. Sometimes you don't have mindfulness. Sometimes you have concentration. Sometimes you don't have. Sometimes uh, you have wisdom, sometimes you don't have wisdom. Sometimes you have the wrong wisdom. Yeah. But for so comparison numbers seven consciousness and the first first six consciousness, number seven consciousness is always connected to uh, the tainted wisdom. Yeah, always connected. <coughs> so when will it not be connected? Only when you have attained enlightenment. Then number seven become purified. Uh, while number seven is the mind, uh, and we say cultivate your mind, cultivate your mind. In the Yoga Shara school, the way to cultivate the mind uh, is basically planting seeds. Yeah, planting of seeds. And how to plant seeds? Uh, by by hearing the wholesome dharma. Number one. Number two by reflecting on the wholesome dharma. Yeah, by doing this too, for a start, then you are planting new seeds. Yeah. Planting the seeds that is uh, connected with wholesome dharma. And then, uh, when you plant enough of these seeds, 
when you want to cultivate, uh, the wholesome seeds ripen and you can cultivate. So, uh, in the Yogacara tradition, there's this uh, progression. We don't say, oh, just jump straight into cultivation. Yeah. And in fact, if you just jump straight and you want to, say, purify your mind directly, you want to change directly, uh, then it makes sense. Hey, how come it cannot be done? Huh? Yeah. For most people, it cannot be done. For most people, you just hear the teachings once and you try to change your mind, cannot just doesn't change. Later you wonder, why, why cannot? Maybe the teaching is wrong. Maybe teaching is correct, but Sifu is lousy. But as you learn this, then you realize, ah, because even as you, as you listen to the teachings and you have the will, you want to change it. But if, if most of your karmic seeds, most of your alaya consciousness seeds, you don't have enough of the wholesome seeds planted yet. So you try, yeah, you, you have that impulse, but you only have a few seeds. So let's say to completely do, completely overcome your defilements, maybe you need five, five credits of wholesome seeds. Huh? Yeah. But to start, yeah, the initial intent maybe need three. So maybe you planted only two because you listened to a bit. You, you listen to one Dharma talk, uh, not you, lah. You all did listen to so much. Now, let's say somebody listened to one Dharma talk, and then think about it for a short while. Then got carried uh, by many duties. So then, when the unwholesome uh, defilements arise, the defilements arise. So ah, I have the intent, the intent to overcome. So use up two seeds. So it's not even sufficient to complete the three three credit you know to, to get started so think halfway I ah, don't, don't even bother <laughs> yeah. uh, whereas if you uh, keep reflecting keep uh, plant around sit plant around so the moment you want to overcome your defilements wow the intent is complete but maybe you don't have enough seed to fulfill the whole act so don't give up just keep trying because even when you cannot overcome but you, you try, you're planting new seeds also. Yeah, but if you don't even try, then you're also planting new seeds. The seeds not to try. <laughs> yeah, the seeds not to try. Yeah, so keep trying. Yeah, tell you. <clears throat> uh, so, <coughs> the Next, yeah, now we come to something that uh, the next chapter or the next uh, section inside the under the mental concomitant. Yeah, so we are still under mental concomitant, but under the third section of the of uh, mental concomitant, San Sing So. So of all the different mental concomitants, yeah, that means the mental, the part of the mind or the mental states that arises yeah, in conjunction uh, together with the eight consciousness. So uh, in this commentary, there's one particular category uh, uh, outlining all the 
wholesome mental concomitance. Okay? Wholesome. Wholesome mental concomitance. Yeah. Altogether, there is uh, 11. Mm. Oh, there are 11 mental, wholesome mental concomitants. Uh, it's actually quite funny because uh, if you look at wholesome, there's 11. Then if you look at uh, unwholesome, wow, a lot. Uh, unwholesome, over here we have uh, 21, 20, 20, 20 something. For unwholesome, you have six, six uh, primary unwholesome, and then twenty secondary unwholesome. So altogether, twenty-six. Yeah. So uh, does it mean that we are more unwholesome than wholesome? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, <clears throat> in some ways, is to highlight uh, the areas we can need to work on. Yeah. Um, as we go through these few sections, uh, I want to highlight first and foremost that um, the, the delineation of the different mental states yeah, according to this text uh, is not meant, in my opinion, it's not meant to be exhaustive. Yeah. Uh, what does it mean? It means that while it highlights uh, it highlights 11 of them over here. Yeah. Uh, but does it mean that we are limited to, to only these 11 wholesome mental states? No. no. Yeah, not limited to just these 11. Yeah. Uh, the, if you look at the other schools with the, a similar Abhidhamma text, the way they, they delineate the mental states is slightly different. Yeah. Some have more, some have less. So, um, I'm telling you in advance, some of you may have already read the Abhidhamma from, let's say, the Theravadan school. Some look at the Stravastivadan school, and so on and so forth. Uh, you'll find that, eh, how come the different schools, all Buddhist schools, but why is it that when they look at the mind, they have slightly different set of uh, mental concomitants? Uh, it's, to me, it's a matter of emphasis. Yeah, a matter of emphasis. <coughs> um, uh, not trying to be politically correct, or oh, we are all correct, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's really a matter of emphasis. Oh. Uh, and I want to highlight that uh, so that we don't get stuck with, oh, 11. Yeah. The trouble is, if you get stuck with the 11, then... Uh, you may end up trying to look for this particular 11. Yeah. And depending on what translate, translated terms are used and what you understand of that term, then you may get stuck just busy trying to do a mix and match. Uh. Yeah. So instead, try to understand uh, the, each of this quality yeah, uh, in terms of its function, in terms of its supporting conditions and try to see how that relates to something you are more familiar with. Yeah. There are some cases such as the first one which is faith. Uh, this is quite straightforward. Yeah. But there are others which may not be so clear-cut. Uh, so keep that in mind. 
So first of all, what is wholesome mental concomitance? Yeah, so this is the opening verse to define what exactly is wholesome. So uh, the Buddha often uh, used this phrase for the welfare and benefit. Yeah. So in uh, the Chinese translation, we often use li yi. Li yi. Uh, in Singapore, we usually just say li yi means benefit. Yeah. What is the benefit? Uh, but according to my teacher, it says li and yi uh, differs <coughs> depending on whether it's uh, like ultimate or not ultimate. Yeah. So if you have some uh, something good happen to you, but it doesn't get you out of samsara, uh, then it is the non-ultimate. Yeah. Say for example, you you do a lot of uh, let's say charity, yeah. uh, but just doing charity itself. Uh, Accords you uh, a better rebirth, yeah, and maybe within this life, if if there are conditions for your life to be better, yeah, you help someone, you feel the kindness, the person feels the kindness, you have friendship, yeah, these are short term, time limited benefit, not ultimate. Yeah. Whereas, <coughs> whereas you attend Dharma class, you meditate, yeah. You overcome your defilements. Uh, this has long-term benefit. Yeah. Uh, you can actually put an end to suffering. Also, there's this distinction. Uh, this distinction. So, uh, so that which conduces to uh, the <coughs> conduces towards uh, giving that long-term benefit yeah. uh, giving that long-term benefit yeah. then also conduces towards uh, the, the principles of reality uh, so here it only talk about this life and future life then yeah. So here then it covers both the uh, the Dharma or the uh, what do you call that? The factors that is uh, with with outflow and without outflow. Uh, loosely we say with defilements without defilements, yeah, loosely. Yeah. Or more correctly with taints without taints. And sing <coughs> li go hui. So you think about it. Uh, here, yo lo wu lo. And here, sing li go hui. And qing jing wu ran. So the nature of wholesomeness is it doesn't have any impurities. Qing jing wu ran. It is pure, it doesn't have any taints. So then, 
uh, this gives us a clear picture of what is YOLO Hulo with outflow and without outflow. So, uh, for many people, <coughs> uh, when we come to Buddhism, we think, ah, as long as I don't do any bad things, that's good enough. Yeah. If you don't do any bad things, you do good. When we say you do good, uh, you observe the precepts, you uh, help people, uh, that's good. Uh, but if your mind is not purified, if your mind still has the, 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 the various <coughs> defilements, you still have ignorance, if, if the mind still has uh, conceit, for example, yeah. uh, you must know that even when you have greed, hatred, and delusion, you can do charity, you know. You can still do charity. And sometimes, when you're driven by greed, hatred, and delusion, well, you do charity even more fearsome than others, <laughs> more forceful than others. Yeah. Uh, why? Because these are very strong emotions. So, uh, when we look at the Buddha's teaching, the first two <coughs> is common. You can, we can say that the first two is common to uh, worldly teachings. Worldly teachings also teach us to avoid evil, to do good. Yeah, but when you go into the definition, it's slightly different also. Uh, but the third part, to purify. Yeah, purification is unique to Buddhism. Uh, purification of the mind. So here, <coughs> it doesn't have any taints. Uh, doesn't have any taints. So And here, then it lists out four categories of wholesomeness. Yeah. First one, zhisīng uh, That means wholesome by nature. Then xiangyīng san, uh, wholesomeness. Uh, that which is connected to wholesomeness. Dan qi san. So, uh, arising, uh, arising due to wholesomeness. Then shen yi san, which is the ultimate uh, wholesomeness. <coughs> so let's look at the text. Zi xing san, wholesome by nature. Jiu shi zi xing den xi ge san xing shuo. So the 11 mental concomitants listed here, uh, these are all uh, wholesome by nature. <coughs> uh, meaning that uh, these 11 co mental concomitants <coughs> can bring benefit to us, can bring welfare to us. Xiang Ying Shan. Uh, so there are those other uh, mind and uh, mental concomitants <coughs> that uh, that arise connected to this uh, this wholesome states yeah. connected to it. Uh, the third one. 
就是由自信善和相应善引起而成为善性的生与恶业。And then also, 不相应行和种子。Yeah, so there are three things here listed. 等起善。Yeah, so because of the uh, <coughs> eleven mental uh, concomitants that is wholesome. Uh, and also those that are connected to it, uh, then together uh, they may they may give rise to wholesome body and speech. Yeah. So we talk about body, speech, and mind, right? Yeah. So uh, so far the first two categories are talking about the mind. Yeah. Uh, wholesome states of the mind, different aspects of it. Whether it's the mind or the mental concomitants. Then we have the we have this third category, which is uh, from the uh, mental states that's wholesome. Then it triggers us to act through our body or our speech in wholesome ways. Yeah. <coughs> then there is the 不相应行不相应行 actually talk about activities,、yeah? different activities and so on, which is covered later. Uh, it's neither uh, connected to directly connected to mind, not connected to mental concomitants. Yeah. So and not connected to the.、Uh, yeah. So that is the other category. Then, as you act in a wholesome way, it plants the seed. Yeah. So that is also considered this third category. Then, she said. The last one, the last one, 圣意善 So,、uh, simply put, referring to the to nibbana, 只无为涅槃呀 nibbana. 本本呃体性毕竟清净，最为呃，寂静安稳是圣意法，所以称为圣意善。<coughs> yeah, so this is the supreme wholesome and、uh, ultimate wholesome,、yeah, ultimate wholesomeness. So, but what is nibbana?、Yeah, what is nibbana? Nibbana is none other than cessation of suffering.、Yeah, that's why it's seen as the ultimate wholesomeness. Ultimate wholesomeness.、Uh, someone asked me, but what is the purpose of、uh, the Buddhist practice? It seems like you all are preoccupied with removing attachment.、Yeah. Then、uh, he said, in his religion, he's a Catholic priest, and he said, for us,、uh, we see building relations as、uh, as our goal. For you, all, it seems to be removing attachment. So I told him, well, because suffering comes from attachment, you want to remove that. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, our goal is,、uh, on a personal level, our goal is to remove attachment, remove suffering. But in the larger scheme of things, is to help others remove suffering also. Yeah. 
that is seen as the ultimate good. Uh, so in the conversation with him, it's quite interesting. Yeah, uh, a bit um, tangent from what we are talking about here, yeah, but related. Because here it says, "Sunny is sad, the most supreme uh, uh, form of wholesomeness." Why is this considered? Why is the ending of suffering considered the most supreme wholesomeness? Different schools of thought have different ideals as the ultimate goal. Yeah, ultimate goal. Uh, in Buddhism, seeking the end of suffering for all sentient beings is the most ultimate. Yeah. So in the conversation, he he <coughs> he keep coming back to this. Yeah. That for him. For his religion, he his understanding is is to you know build up a relationship, yeah. and of course for Catholics, is relationship with God. Uh, so it was quite interesting that day at Nanyang Girls High. So after the sharing, we we were there from ten thirty to two plus two sessions, but after. The second session, we stay back in the canteen, have coffee and have some snacks, and we have our own mini dialogue. <laughs> so he said, um, uh, in his opinion, the attachment part is not important. Important thing is to build relationship. That is his, the ultimate goal. So I asked him. I said, uh, we we talk about. Um, we, 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 we try to have some concrete examples. So he, uh, we talked about how <coughs> if, for example, uh, for the three of us, him, a Catholic priest, and Imran, who is, an, who is a Muslim speaker, and myself, a Buddhist monk. So he said, like, today he's very happy to meet us. Yeah? It's about that relation. That relationship. So I said, okay. So today, if you come here, but none of us is here, yeah, uh, would you be happy? And he said, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so I said, well, if it's okay, then it means that it doesn't matter to you. Okay. No, but if uh, if we can have it, then it's okay. <laughs> no, go around. So I said, okay. So, when you wanted to come here, your intent is to build relations. He said, yes. And if you had come here and none of us is here, you'll be okay. He said, yes. And in which case, why would you be okay? So he went around this quite a bit, and then ultimately, suddenly he said, well, um, as long, it's, it's still possible. He insists that it's possible. I told him, I, uh, I told him, well, as long as you want to have a relation, then if you don't get it, wouldn't you feel, you know? He said, no, it's possible. It's possible to seek a relation but not suffer over it. And we went around this quite a bit, and then ultimately he suddenly blurted out, said, yeah, uh, we can have the relation but without attachment. <laughs> it's from him. Huh? Like, ah, exactly. <laughs> See, ultimately, it's the problem attachment. 
he looks down and says, huh? Yes. Yeah, the, did I just say that? Not that I converted him to become a Buddhist. Uh. <coughs> but it's more about uh, ultimately, even for him, he has to acknowledge that attachment is the issue. So I told him, it's not that we are against religion. We are not against religion. Yeah. Whether you have religion or not, that's okay. Yeah. Because ultimately, if you have no attachment, there's no issue. There's no issue. Take for example this class. In a way, we are having a relationship. And as long as we are able to um, uh, make good use of this relationship, benefit from this relationship, uh, but not be attached to the relationship, that is okay. Yeah, imagine if Sifu every week, okay, I do overshoot time, huh? but I overshoot time not because of attachment, but imagine if Sifu always like, eh, ten o'clock, eh, eh don't go, eh, don't go, eh. <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then the, the purpose of the class would, yeah, you see all the face like, <laughs> yeah, it, it would not make sense at all, isn't it? Yeah. And you may say that, oh, but this is a Dharma class. Today you are here. Think about the last meet, meet up, yeah, the last catch up with, with any friend. No matter how good that catch-up is, can you imagine a catch-up that never ends? As much as you know, when you are, if you meet once in a while and you're going to leave, they're like, oh yeah, time flies up. Oh yeah, so fast already, you know. As much as we we all can see that and really mean it, yeah. Imagine if the person then say, hey, you know what? Actually, like let's say you you meet for breakfast and then after that you chit chat then hey let's just have some food go to the other place have some food and after you have tea and so that's like a good five six hours you know and then imagine you're like wow like gosh the time really just went past like that you know and you're thinking of going off then your friend said hey but you know what actually my my evening is clear like you could just continue you know (laughs) maybe our social courtesy you may just let yeah, sure, why not, you know, like, maybe. <laughs> then imagine that you have dinner, then after that, your, like, your friend goes like, yeah, and in fact, my night is open. <laughs> just, let's just go and hang out. I think you start to like, uh, I think, you know what, actually, <laughs> you start texting your friend, can you call me, please, like, don't ask me why, just call me. <laughs> yeah. So, hence, Nibbana is the ultimate wholesomeness. Because all other kind of wholesomeness, uh, well, wholesomeness is wholesomeness. <clears throat> but without wisdom, uh, there can still be a problem. Because without wisdom, there's attachment. Then all the other wholesomeness can become a problem. Yeah, it can become a problem. So, this is the sing. So, what follows are all the mental concomitants that is uh, wholesome by nature. Wholesome by nature. Now, of course, a good number of you have attended the Heart Sutra. And then in Heart Sutra, it says, no nature. 
no inherent nature. This but here it says wholesome by nature. So I want you to think about it. I won't give you an answer yet. But think about it. So the first of the wholesome mental concomitants, faith. Sing. Yeah, sing. So this word sing is very interesting. <clears throat> I've explained it in other classes before. Actually, I think last week I last week or last last week I mentioned uh, Ren Yen Sat, Ren Yen Sing. Yeah. Remember the the, the lift? So, <clears throat> yeah, so I have actually also explained already. Yeah, so, after this class, you better know what is faith. <laughs> yeah, I keep repeating. Yeah, so, this is actually three different things. This ren. It's Kanren. This Ren here is it's not what we usually think of as endure. It's actually um, <coughs> experiencing it, accepting it. Uh, it. Here it means accepting it. It means deeply um, accepting it. So whole whole line. Yeah. This is the brief description. Yeah. So uh, <coughs> yeah. So it's it's not it's not about enduring it. Uh. So previously we learned supreme understanding or superior understanding. So with understanding it means that you accept it to that degree. Yeah. It's not simply oh people tell you and you hear about it. But you, through, through reflection and so on, ah, you have a very deep understanding to the point where you accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the cause of uh, faith. For faith to arise, you must have a deep understanding. Yeah. You must have a deep understanding. Uh, this is also why uh, for many people, when they do religious practices, yeah, for many Buddhists, if they were to do uh, chanting, they do a lot of religious practices, yeah, but without understanding, they can have faith. But that faith is actually, uh, on the surface, it appears very strong. Yeah. If you if you talk to them about um, what they believe in, wow, they will very strongly insist. It's like that. But when you ask them, why is it like that? They don't know. They will just put up a stronger front. No, it must be like that. Yeah. Uh, conversely, if you ask them, why not another religion? Oh, they will maybe fly into a rich. Huh? <sighs> but you ask them, why do you reject that religion? Oh, they are very upset. They cannot give you a reason. Also. So that... that, that that kind of faith is actually more dangerous yeah, and harmful. Yeah, it's very dangerous and harmful because it makes it gives you a false sense of certainty, but without grounds. So for those with that kind of faith, um, there's a bit of fear inside them because they are they don't really know what they are believing in, you know. Because there's no proper understanding, and they are just basically. Uh, 
No lah, just believe lah. Hope that is correct. And so all it takes is one, two, three incident. Maybe just sometimes it just take one incident, and or one person to question the right spot. Oh, the person just break down. And so we have heard so many cases, people who have been going to temples for decades, 10, 20, 30 years. Can you imagine? For some today, how old are you? 20 years. 29. 29. Can you imagine? For some of the auntie, uncle, the, the duration that they have been going to temple is longer than your life, you know. But yet, they can just switch. And it's because, simply, because of the fact that when they go to the temple, it is just a cultivation of that oh, devotion without understanding. Yeah. So, uh, if, you, if you know of people around you who, who are at that stage, uh, don't discourage them also. Yeah, don't go and scold them and say, Ayah, Sifu say, uh, you are. Which Sifu? Chuan Guan Fa But encourage them. This is why I learned myself. In the past, well, I just tell people straight in the faces. In a way, give them a virtuous slam. You know, then, I re- over time, I realized when I do that, what happened? Okay, well, then they don't come and, go and ask you Dharma question anymore. Yeah. No big deal, but they don't benefit also. So instead, encourage them. Yeah. What is the best way to encourage them? Ah, do it sincerely. Praise them of their practice. Yeah, I I, I had this actual conversation with a student in uh, back in the monastery. Uh, tell me, hey, Sufu, I try to ask my mama to like don't just pipe pipe, but she's not very open to it. I told her, this is wrong, you know. Ah, no, 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 cannot. <laughs> Never go in telling them that what they are doing is wrong. Especially if they are doing prostration, they are doing chanting, then if you did say that it's wrong, how can they accept it? Yeah. So instead, if you are ready to, if you really want to, to, to help them, join them to do prayers for a start. If you, if you cannot even join them to do prayers, you can tell them to do something else. Not convincing. But if you are willing to go the extra mile, do that with them for a while. Then after that, uh, occasionally poke them a bit. <laughs> uh, then, eh? Because after you join them, then they, they feel like, wow, you are also, you can appreciate what they are doing. For someone who can appreciate what they are doing to, to question them, yeah, then they don't feel like, uh, they don't feel like you are just criticizing them. They can trust what you are saying. Then you tell them, hey, I was thinking, uh, we just chan, chan, chan. Actually, what's the purpose? So it's a common question, you know. It's not that you're outside questioning him or her. But you're doing with him or her. Then you ask, hey, actually, every time you come here, chan, 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 what's the purpose? Uh? Uh, then they will, hey, they, will, they will not feel so defensive. Yeah. Uh, so this is related to Bodhisattva vows. Those who attend SGC, they are 同事. If you don't join them, then you just 
immediately question them. They will feel different. Yeah. So, <coughs> faith. Yeah. So, uh, earlier, uh, all the factors are here. So, so, first, you get exposed to something, you hear about it, you reflect on, on it, then you have deep understanding, then can can't you can really, thoroughly accept it. And from this acceptance, you have faith. And from faith, you have desire. To give you a worldly example, uh, at first, you are not so... At first, you are using a sakwa phone, a dumb phone. Then your friend tell you about, one friend tell you about the smartphone. You're not so convinced. Second friend tell you, third friend tell you, or then your good friend tell you, your good friend that has been using the dumb phone for years. Then one day you see, wow, your dumb, your friend has discarded the old Motorola <laughs> clamshell phone and changed to a iPhone or a Samsung phone. Well, then your friend tell you, wow, I tell you, long time ago I also don't believe in this. But then I try it, wow, I tell you it's so convenient, so easy to use. But well, then tell you all the benefits. Then as you hear, then you try yourself, then you say, wow, you have deep understanding. <laughs> then with that deep understanding, you have faith in what you say. And from there you have desire, ah, maybe I should go and get it. Similar, Maybe for you all, you are thinking, Sifu, give me Dharma example. I'm not interested in worldly example anymore. <laughs> so previously I talked about Pure Land, right? Yeah. The Sing, uh, uh, Sing Yuan Sing. Yeah. So first you must hear about it. That's why we, you know, all the in the practice, for most people they think, uh, Pure Land practice, you must keep on reading Amitotsing. Keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. What's the purpose? Actually, recitation is not a bad thing. But if you recite every day uh, and also reflect on the sutra, ah, your understanding becomes deeper. Then your faith becomes stronger. As I mentioned before, if you hear about the pure land, you hear about the, the possibility of attaining Buddhahood. You hear about the merits of Buddhahood. You hear about the path leading to Buddhahood. And after hearing it, you recite the sutras about it. Then after that, you reflect on it. And when you do that frequently, <coughs> uh, your interest increases. And up to some point, it makes it starts to make sense to you. It's like, oh yeah, it makes sense, you know. I attend this Dharma class, that Dharma talk, by different variables, read different books. And finally, when I did reflection, yeah, it makes sense why it is the most supreme goal. Then, ah, your faith in the path, the fruit, and in pure land arises. Then, only when you have faith that it is true, you have all this confidence, then would you have that desire, yeah, I want to do it. Yeah. This yu, yeah, this yu, desire, the desire will give rise to the aspiration or vow. Yeah, it will give rise to the aspiration or vow. If we just use the word desire, it seems like, eh, 
doesn't seem to resonate with what we are used to in Buddhism. We usually talk about making vows and making aspiration. And it's talking about the same thing. Yeah. The desire to do it. That's a vow, basically. Yeah, that's a vow. So, <clears throat> it is the fruit of, this This vow or desire is the fruit of faith. That's why, sing, yuan sing. Huh? See how, how it all join up together so nicely. So, uh, you dui zhu fa zhen li he san bao kong de de ren ke jie shou wei ying cai shen qi shen hou de xing le he xi wang chen jiu de le yu So, <coughs> the few things to highlight here. So, 对于诸法真理时, so this, the way, uh, the way they explain it here is a bit different from, uh, when was it uh, that I covered that text? Uh, maybe five years ago, about, maybe five years ago, uh, I covered uh, a few chapters of, um, I covered the Fo Fa Gai Lun by Ying Shun Dao Shi. Uh, loosely translated the summary of uh, the Buddha Dharma uh, so inside they talk about this Sing Sing Yo San Sing Shi Yo Sing Yo De Sing Yo Nen but the way they, they the, this so okay this yellow color one is the commentary then this one is the sub commentary the sub-commentary here seem to uh, seem to indicate the shi as talking about ultimate reality. <coughs> yeah. uh, but uh, the way Ying Shun Dao Shi expound on it is the shi here is talking about that not just about the teaching on ultimate reality. It includes that. Yeah, but not just that. It includes all the teachings that has been made yeah, to have the faith that it is true, it exists not, not just about ultimate reality, the shi here is that it really exists xing shi yo which then connects very very well with the whole process if you don't even have faith that it exists then why would you have faith? Yeah, and faith is not just about ultimate reality. Faith it can be applied to anything. So the first quality of faith is that if you have faith in something, let's say when you learn to uh, do meditation, uh, then we can say that you have faith in the, the, the teacher's teaching. Okay. So as far as the teacher's teaching is concerned, uh, the teacher teach you that, oh, there is the method, uh, anapanasati, mindfulness of the breath. Then, when you meditate in this way, there is the fruit. So, uh, the fruit <coughs> is the outcome of the method. And with this fruit, there's all these benefits. And so, with this, you must first have faith that uh, the method is true. 
that it does exist. Then you must have faith that this method give rise to the fruit which also exists. So, if you think about it, faith is not limited to ultimate reality. So the shi is here, uh, it's very confined. Uh, it's not just this. Okay? So, <coughs> yeah, you so this is this part is to me uh, a bit too confining uh, and actually doesn't doesn't fully express what is faith yeah, because faith is not just about ultimate reality so uh, later because that because it's elaborated below I'm going to elaborate below or I will not go too much into it so, uh, we can say that Sambaokongde covers everything. Uh, but in fact, uh, we should, we should, when we talk about the De, Kongde, what does it mean? Merit. But what is merit? Value. To put it in layman term, value. What's the value of this? Yeah. What's the benefit of this? But here again, it is very narrow. Only talk about some Baokongde. But because sing, <coughs> uh, just not the example, faith in the merits, if you understand it as just purely merits and value, then if you have faith in, let's say, uh, Anapanasati, that means you must also not just have faith that the method works, the fruits work, but also that there is value in this practice. Uh, this is the second part. So you can also interpret some Baokongde as or cover all the different one. Uh, to me, this is a bit too like, specific. So with regards to anything that you have faith in, you must have that faith that it has value. Uh, this part is talking about that. Later when we go through, you will see it more clearly. So only when you have that, then 才能升起身后的信乐 then can it give rise to very deep, <coughs> very deep faith and joy? Yeah. Then there will be this uh, wish, this this want, this desire to attain it. Uh, to attain it. So in fact, if you look at the whole sentence, it's quite cute. The second part explains something. The second part says that you must have the faith in these two aspects. Uh, then will you have the desire to attain it. But the first part becomes so confining, talking about only ultimate reality and the triple gem. You see the, the contradiction here? Yeah? Whereas if you understand the first two parts, yeah, shi and de, as whatever you have faith in, you must have the faith that it does exist and that the merits does exist. Yeah? Uh, then, then it makes sense that, oh, you will have the desire to attain it. Yeah, so the second part of the uh, statement actually don't join in with the first part. Uh, unless you interpret it uh, as what I mentioned from Ying Sun Tao's Fofa Kai Lun. So, <coughs> okay, this sing the ti sing, chen qing, nen qing jing sing, sing so dan. Yeah, so, uh, 自敬又能敬他, 
啊，所以论中说心净为性啊，说后生后生呃 ，this this 呃、uh, ，faith faith can purify 呃、uh, us and of course here it means faith in wholesomeness 啊、yeah, ，not faith in the wrong things、yeah. <coughs> and here there's the 呃，如水清珠 ，in the sutta there is 呃、uh, mention about different different Pearl, yeah, different different pearl, and one of this is the the pearl that can actually purify the water. Something like what we call the diamond water now, ah.、Huh? <laughs> yeah, but this actually appeared in the sutta, you know.、Uh, the way it works is, I, I don't, I haven't seen one before,、uh, but the sutta described that the Buddha was once uh, uh, on the path. And then they stopped somewhere, and they wanted to. The Buddha needed some water, so then he, I think, he asked, should be Venerabhadra to take the、uh, water clearing pole, and then just put inside the muddy water. Put inside, whoop, whole, whole thing become clear. Yeah. So maybe it has some electrostatic,、uh, you know, properties or something. Put inside, everything get charged, you know. So all. Settle down, but regardless of how it works,、uh, the reference to it is that、uh, it can purify.、Uh, so faith has this、uh, function; it can purify.、Uh, it has this nature. 有了这净性，就能对治不信。So of course, if once you have faith, then it counters non-faith. Yeah, in other words, doubt. 并爱乐修正事。出世的善法，啊，这性的差别略有三种。啊、uh, ，so actually the the what follows the three types is already covered in the paragraph. <coughs> yeah, so、um, so faith faith is actually a very crucial starting point because from there then it becomes the the driver. For us to want to cultivate other wholesome qualities, so, <coughs>、uh, so what are the three? Sing shi you, sing you da, sing you nen. This three. Yeah, so the the interesting thing is that the although. The the sub commentary quoted this as as this right as this way, xin shi you, but the way he the explanation is given is a bit different.、Uh, it's a bit different. Let me let let's just go according to text first. Then I explain further. 对于一切法的实相和空理，生性仍可为有，这就就是仁义。So this shiyo,、yeah, again, is not、uh, the way this is explained. Huh, is very confining.、Uh, it's very confining. So sing, three types of sing, sing shiyo, sing you da, sing you nen. Whatever, with respect,、uh, whatever qualities or anything that you want to cultivate faith in, the first thing is, the first kind of faith is. Faith that it truly exists. Yeah. 
So it's actually very simple, not not so compl- complicated about or it's a father as well. But it includes this. So for example, um, with respect to this uh, ultimate reality, <coughs> if you don't have faith in ultimate reality, then you wouldn't have the desire to go and cultivate. Yeah, so to have faith that yeah, the way ultimate reality is described by the Buddha, uh, that really exists. Yes, that's true also. But here the principle is Shiyo is talking about whatever you are talking about, uh, you must have faith that it exists. So be it ultimate reality, uh, five precepts, yeah, uh, the results of five precepts, uh, you must have faith that all this truly, truly exists. Four noble truth, uh, you must have initially have that faith. Yeah. Uh, all the all the different teachings, not just about ultimate reality. So, uh, take note on the sub-commentary here is a bit too limiting. Next, sing yoda. So, so what if it does exist? If it exists but it doesn't have any uh, usefulness, no merits, then so what if it ex- exists? Yeah, a lot of things exist in this world, so, yeah, but it doesn't bring benefits. So in this case, the second kind of faith is you must have faith that it has merits. In other words, it brings value to you. <clears throat> yeah. If you acquire it, it brings value to you. Uh, but again, let's look at the supplementary. So, uh, if you talk, talk about Buddha Dharma Sangha, you can cover everything. Yeah, so, nothing wrong with that. But the key thing you need to know about this part, about Yoda, is that whatever you have faith in, uh, there's a second quality or second uh, aspect of faith, which is that uh, to have faith that it has some uh, merits, some value. So not just have faith that it exists, but have faith that it has merits and value. Only then will it give rise to (coughs) that uh, desire, uh, that wish to attain and acquire. Be it with respect to the triple gem, be it to different aspects of cultivation, and, and to... Uh, to consider that it applies to anything in this world. So, yeah. if, if you understand the word faith just as it is, yeah, it applies to worldly things also. So with respect to uh, cultivation, uh, then it's the same thing. <coughs> yeah, you tell your friend, ah, Wednesday, there's this Bai Fa Ming Men Lun. Then what does your friend usually ask you? What does it talk about? Uh, this is to verify whether is it something that is plausible? Yeah, then after so attend for what? Uh, is there any merit? Then after that they'll ask you, hey but will I understand <laughs> that one? 
性性有能性能。So you see, think about it. It's so interesting. This commentary was written thousand over years ago. Until today, describe us perfectly. So the third one, the third one,、uh, the description deviates a bit, or is a bit different from Yingshun Dao's text. Yeah, here it says, "Xing Nan Xiu Zhen," but the meaning is the same.、Uh, so in the Yingshun Dao's text, he he just put, "Xing You Nan." So "Xing Shi You," "Xing You Da," "Xing You Nan." So this "Xing You Nan" or "Xing Xing Nan Xiu Xiu Zhen." It is talking about faith in yourself with respect to that、uh, quality or cultivation. Yeah,、uh, you can believe all you want about、uh, the fruit and the path and everything, but if you don't have faith in yourself, yeah, you think, "Aiyah, but I am of dull faculty. I am not so smart, lah, 师傅 Ah, I cannot, lah." I this I that lah, or that. So even though you have that desire, but you may give up.、Yeah. So this third part of the faith. Yeah. 对于一切事出世的有漏无漏善法，深信自己及他人，呃，只要肯精进学习，都能获得和成就，呃。因而升起希望，能得能成的善法欲啊，这就是欲意啊。So this third one is、uh, more about ourselves, more about ourselves. The first two is about the that which you are、uh, looking at, yeah, be it a teaching,、uh, be it. Quality that you want to、uh, pursue. First part of the faith is faith that that truly exists the way it's described. Yeah.、Uh, second level of faith that that also has、uh, merits. Third, you have the qualities to attain and achieve.、Uh, so、uh, from the Hingsun Dao's text. There's this verse. Uh, 彼是丈夫我一耳，不应自轻而退屈。Yeah, yeah. So this verse comes from that. With regards to this, yeah. In particular, the last part. So 彼是丈夫，呃、uh, ，so 丈夫 today we think of it as husband 呢， yeah. 大丈夫 ，actually, it's not just talking about man. It's talking about he who can <coughs> do what others cannot do. Yeah.、Uh, in other words, do cultivation. 比是丈夫，哎， others are able to cultivate. Others are able to endure. Others are able to do it. But so can I. 我一耳，比是丈夫我一耳。不应自轻而退去 ，but we shouldn't, and so we shouldn't、uh, despise ourselves, look down upon ourselves,、yeah. and then oh yeah,、uh, give up, yeah. 而退去，不应自轻而退去。Yeah. Look at yourself, 
Do you have eyes? Say yes. 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 Nose, tongue, body, and mind. All of us have. Yeah. Some of us have to wear specs. La. Yeah. Uh, our faculties. Is it clear? Are you under the influence of alcohol? Or because of past life karma, so your mind is always deluded? No. Yeah. Are you able to comprehend uh, simple instructions and, and messages and texts? People too. We all possess the full faculties yeah, to understand the Dharma. Yeah, we have. Ah, must have that faith. I thought of, ah, go and do it. And so earlier we mentioned about, don't, don't, don't think, oh, tomorrow I shall change totally. Uh, if you just try to do that immediately, ah, maybe you may dis- be disappointed. So, you must store word in Shinsi. Just now in the car coming over. Yeah, so, one student, I won't mention which student, uh, but uh, one student said, Sufu, maybe you should ask, ask questions in class so that we will, uh, we will not just uh, go back and then forget about everything. Uh. Yeah, every week when you come back, maybe we forget everything. <coughs> So how, how not to forget Duo Wen Xin Si So uh, don't just listen to it once, listen to it many times. Don't just read once, read many times, read many times. Yeah. Uh, if you know that your memory is not so good, then you must read even more times. Uh, many of you, or not many, okay, maybe some of you, some of you think Sifu have good memory. So imagine, if you say that Sifu has good memories, yeah, then, and Sifu reads so many times, then if you think that you don't have good memory, you should read even more times. Yeah. Yeah. The, the verse, I just taught it once in Sikwang. Maybe I read three times or four times. But my memory is not perfect. Not like Bible Ananda. Every single word. I only remember some some verses here and there. <clears throat> so yeah, read, read. Then after reading, uh, you can't read. Oh yeah, <laughs> Chinese words, uh, you cannot read. <laughs> Very good point. So how? Listen to the podcast. Uh, same uh, can. Uh, listen one time, two times, three times, four times. Ten times. Uh, so so now with podcast you can listen two hundred times. <laughs> yeah, and as you listen to it more, uh, many of you have this experience. Eh? In the past, you also attend Dharma class. Attend, attend. Then maybe understand, maybe don't understand, or maybe you think you understand. Then later on, one day when you attend one more class, they went, oh, that's what that class was talking about. Ah, yeah, you have that experience? Yeah, this is the effect of Duo and Shin Siyo. When you listen to a class, don't, uh, don't have that kind of mindset, 
I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> or I can do understand this variable. <laughs> Regardless of which variable, go and listen. Plan yes. Maybe you don't totally understand, just listen. Pay attention. The important thing is paying attention. Then the seed is planted. Then next time you attend other classes, the seed get nourished, activated, activated. Until one day, you attend one, one more class and then suddenly, oh, oh it all link up. So some of you attend the class and you say, wow, Sifu's explanation is very good. Actually, it's not just about me. Uh. Actually, it's because of all the classes you have been attending, planting all those seeds. I just come in, the, I'm the, just the last person now. Sao Sao Jie. Then right back. So you should be grateful to all the teachers that you have listened to before. Yeah. And all the teachers, including yourself. Maybe you listen to it yeah, and you think it, uh, yeah. but if you didn't didn't spend all those hours attending classes, can we just plug it in your mind? Cannot. So you you should be grateful to yourself also, uh, and then put in more effort for more. Yeah. So that concludes faith. Uh. So the three kinds of faith, <coughs> yeah, three aspects of faith. What are they? To have faith that it exists, to have faith that it has merits, to have faith that we have the ability. Can remember? Very good. Quite three kinds of faith, three aspects of faith. Faith that it exists, write down. Yes, very good. See, you can remember. Very good. Uh, now you, now you share with our sister who just came came back from the toilet. Quick, <laughs> uh, share uh, the three aspects. What is the first aspect? Ah, very good. Give quite a round of applause. <clears throat> Actually, not so complicated, right? Huh? Not so complicated. So, having learned these three aspects of faith, uh, this is different from blind faith. Yeah. Uh, previous weeks, I've mentioned about the example of the lift. So faith in Pali is Sada. Sada. And it is found in many teachings. The five roots and five powers, Sing, Jing, Nian, Ding, Hui. Sing, starts with Sing. Sing, Jie, Wen, Se, Hui. Sing. So faith itself is a crucial start. But it's not an end. That's the key difference. We don't have faith as an end. It is a start, but not an end. And so, you ask yourself, ah, <clears throat> uh, how to uh, how to make use of faith. So, if you have some uh, some, let's say, practices you want to do, but you find that you are not so eager yet. 
maybe your faith is lacking. Then go and read up on th that, that cultivation, that practice. Yeah. Uh, spend more time to talk to people who are doing that practice. Don't if let's say you want to learn chanting, don't talk to people who don't like chanting. <laughs> you know, you talk, they keep on telling you all the, yeah, don't waste your time, uh, don't know why, uh, but don't chant. Uh. <laughs> yeah. If you want to do chanting, uh, go and talk to people who like chanting. Then they will share with you all the merits of chanting. But have to be careful also. Uh. If, they, if they give you groundless reasons, you must, you must be careful. <laughs> Otherwise, you end up developing the wrong faith also. Yeah. It must be grounded in the teachings. <clears throat> or you want to do meditation, you want to do retreats, uh, associate more with people who, who are interested in that. Uh, then they will encourage you. Yeah. Uh, then your faith increase, and with that, your effort, your desire increase. So, next, the second of the wholesome mental concomitants. Chan. So if you look at number two and number three, Chan Kui. Uh, yeah. So uh, again in Singapore we learn this as one phrase, Chan Kui. Then we say, oh, very shameful or very regretful. Yeah. Uh, but in Chinese words, uh, Chinese character is actually two parts. Yeah. So here I have uh, written down one is moral shame and one is moral dread. Yeah. So, in brief, the first one is more about yourself. Yeah. The second one is more about the external structure and, uh, in a way, external expectation of you. <clears throat> yeah. The first one is about how you yourself feel shameful yeah, about something. And it, of course, it is. It should be about uh, unwholesome qualities uh, that you yourself feel shameful. Second one is to consider that uh, other people's other people may have opinion about you if you do that. Uh, so that is quick. Yeah. You feel bad towards others for doing this. Quick. quick. So the first, chan. Uh, whether we translate as regret or uh, remorse yeah, or moral shame. So, yi zi fa li, chong zong xian san wei xing, dui zi wu chan, zi xi er xing wei ye. So, this is the opening verse. Let's take a look. Jiu shi yi yu zi shen, shen qi zi zun, zi ai, the zhen shang li. So, in Chinese, we have this uh, phrase, zi ai. Uh, <clears throat> so, have some to have self respect towards yourself. Yeah. So, it's a kind of self expectation that I am a person, I'm a worthy person. Yeah. Uh, so, there's these two aspects. One is through the teachings and one is expectation of yourself. Uh, uh, it is the consideration that um, we, we have uh, the potential for uh, goodness. Yeah? 
uh, we have we should be able to do more than this shameful act and because of this self-expectation uh, we if we were to do it uh, we have this chan, this shame yeah I shouldn't be doing this you uh, <coughs> So one is the self-expectation, one is from the teachings. The Liang so from these two aspects internally yeah, uh, that uh, in a way is self-expectation yeah. so this first part Chan, that shame is self-expectation that you expect yourself not to be doing unwholesome things then the second aspect is with respect to the teachings yeah, uh, through the teachings we learn that okay, this is right, this is wrong and further reinforce the self-expectation. And now, from this two aspect, uh, when we consider whether it is an enlightened being or unenlightened being, uh, there are those who are uh, virtuous. And towards virtuous people, we we give rise to uh, a sense of reverence. Ah, this is a... Oh yeah, this person is... Is worthy of my respect. Uh, now, with respect to such a person, I am uh, doing such <laughs> unworthy things. I, I have shame. Yeah, I have shame. Uh, <clears throat> mm. Then, with respect to all the teachings yeah, of wholesomeness, we have respect. There are some people who uh, How do I put it in a nice way? Should I put it in a nice way? <laughs> uh, for 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 us who attend, for you to attend Dharma class, of course you respect the teachings. Yeah. But you may encounter some people when you tell them that you are attending Dharma class, they are, yeah, attend for what? <laughs> and they have no respect for something that is. That is wholesome, but does it mean that they think it's wholesome and they have disrespect? It is actually not, not necessarily that. It is that they don't think that there's, there's a difference. In many cases, if you talk to, talk to people like that, and have an open conversation, you realize that it is not that they think oh dharma is good, and then they disrespect it. It is that they don't think it's it's any better. They, they feel that whatever teachings and value you can get from uh, the Buddha Dharma, uh, they are capable of it already. So why must I have respect for it? Uh, it's because of that. Here is the opposite. Once you have that uh, shame, and then you consider, Ayah, there are those who are higher than us. And this teaching, uh, it talk about... Uh, Morality, it talk about ethics, it talk about wholesomeness, ah, that is beyond me. Ah, I have shame. 
I have uh, I have much to improve on. So, this With respect to virtuous ones, you have uh, you have reverence. Then, uh, with respect to the wholesome dharma, uh, you have you you place importance to them. Yeah. You have respect for them. You don't. Little them, you don't think, A common phrase in Singapore. Right? A lot of Singaporeans, I mean, maybe not a lot, but I have heard quite frequently. Oftentimes, if you ask some relative or some somebody to go to the temple, then they will do this. So actually, it is very clear that they feel that hmm, they are as good already. Yeah. But they don't hear from here. It also means that they don't real. They don't see that um, that there is still flaw in whatever they are doing, and they think, you, you, Buddhism talk about virtuous one. What's the difference, man?" <laughs> Quay。So，usually，we，learn，this，two，together，let's，take，a，look，一世，坚立，清，举，报，恶，为，性，对，治，无，愧，止，息，恶，行，为，业，啊，so，there，are，some，similarity，here，both，啊，help，to，stop，
you from doing something bad. What we feel when we have done something bad, that's also shame. But that is shame plus a bad, something bad. <laughs> that's why you feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So here, the focus is before you even do something bad, to have shame. Yeah. To feel embarrassed about doing something bad. Well, that's why it's seen as a wholesome quality. <coughs> if next week I still don't get well, I will put on a mask. Uh. Yeah, I hope you all don't... You all don't... Uh, get my virus, get my dharma, get a dharma. Don't get virus, okay? <coughs> so... 既是一世间的法律与论和者这个机会等真上力和自己贤恶染法的真上力而轻举报恶这个持语过罪习以诸恶行 so here generally it is about um, uh, ex- externalities, yeah, purely externalities. <coughs> the rules and regulation, the law, the society at large, how people uh, have established norms. Yeah. And then with respect to that, uh, you feel, oh, yeah, if I do this, other people may, you know, <coughs> yeah. So, 既是一世间的法律与论和者等等 So, uh, different, different types When you do something, like in Singapore Today, if you were to spit in the ground What will happen? You get fined yeah. uh, So, you have a bit of dread yeah, But, uh, not just that Today, if you are uh, among your friends like Sifu, if Sifu, ah, oh, I think you all be like, hey Sifu, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah? yeah? Or if you are out with your friends and then your friend take out a sweet, eat, and just throw on the floor. Yeah. Today, what will you all do if you see your friend do that? Huh? How many of you will say anything if you see it? How many of you will say anything? Uh, how many of you will feel will, may want to say but don't feel comfortable to say? So, <coughs> so this is about this. Uh, when we do uh, something not so good, uh, we are under the eyes of people around us and they have criticism. Yeah. So. Uh, <coughs> so there's these two levels the second part uh, this second part has more to do with uh, in part social norms uh, the law uh, worldly considerations uh, there are certain things that when you do it's not totally immoral but people you know, like you speak on the you throw something on the ground uh, actually it's also immoral. Huh? You cannot say that throwing things on the ground is, is not immoral. Though. Is it is it moral, or is, or is it 
not immoral. What do you think? It's not immoral. Yeah, just putting it on the floor. Yeah. By itself, it doesn't harm anybody, isn't it? Yeah. Unless it's banana peel. <laughs> uh, unless it's if it's banana peel, huh? Uh, but today, can you all accept that people throw things on the ground? Uh, we already have a social construct. Yeah. From a human society point of view, hey, when you do that, it makes the place dirty. Yeah. Uh, but in many cases, actually, that itself... Mm, what else? Uh? Ah, there's a difference between... Uh, yes? Eating chewing gum. Uh, eating chewing gum. In Singapore, it's against the law, uh, but it's not anything harmful, actually. Uh, for some of you, harmful is against the law. <laughs> for some of you, well, confirm voting for... Chewing <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. coughs> gum... Uh, in Singapore... Uh, I think if you bring in last time if you bring in one pack it's still okay yeah, if you bring one whole pack you'll be confiscated and you may be fined uh, personal consumption I think is still allowed yeah, but <coughs> um, hey, are you allowed to eat yourself uh? if, you, if you bring from Malaysia, JB can you still eat Cannot. The, the law prohibits the sale of chewing gum. You do not say that you cannot sell. Yes, you cannot sell. So that's why when you bring in from JB for personal consumption, it's okay. Uh, but you have one whole carton, and you know, uh, then you're going to be in trouble. <coughs> but. Uh, We Singaporeans are a very cute, uh, cute collective. <coughs> yeah. As much as we complain a lot, but we're actually very quiet and quite quiet. <laughs> uh, some people look at this as uh, like put you down. Uh, you're, you know, very stupid. Just follow instructions. But <coughs> in, from Buddhist point of view. To have a, a a nation with people who are wen shun tiao shun is actually a fu because then you will not have so much of uh, not have people will fight only people fight <laughs> everyday fight then you say oh. <coughs> uh, yeah so okay we're back to this uh, uh so da 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 da. So, there are some people who are just inclined towards violence. Here, it is to be the opposite. Uh, To look down upon. To look down upon uh, violence. To look at violence as unworthy. This is very based. How can you, you know, not happy just flip table? Or bank table, yeah. Or, uh, in fact, 
It can even include like, oh, you're not happy, then you just raise for a shot at people. Yeah, in a way, uncivilized. Huh? Yeah. So all kinds of uh, wrongdoing, all kinds of uh, evil or unwholesomeness, to actually feel about it. <coughs> and similar to the earlier part, yeah. uh, one thing about this san. <coughs> So this xian is referring to virtuous one, yeah, virtuous one, xian san, those who are virtuous. Virtuous doesn't mean enlightened. Uh, so we often have a shen xian, shen we usually denote uh, enlightened, xian are uh, virtuous. Yeah. There are some texts that says xian refers to those that is really very close to enlightened, then you are considered xian. Yeah, but because this is a common Chinese word, so commonly xian refers to someone who is virtuous. But what does it mean by someone who is virtuous? Uh, typically, <coughs> we say that, oh, the person's body and speech is uh, rather wholesome. But it doesn't say anything about the minor. Therein lies the difference. A person can be virtuous, but maybe the mind still have wrong views. Yeah. Uh, may not be pure yet, as far as the mind is concerned. So, Si Chan de Chong Zhong Xian San, Si Chan de Bie Xiang, Qing Ju Bao Er, Si Kui de Bie Xiang. So sorry. So this Chong Zhong Xian San, this button is the, <coughs> is the unique feature of the earlier quality uh, chan then qing ju bao er shi kui de bie xiang so for for uh, the first one shame and the second one let's say we use dread yeah uh, dread with respect to uh, more how do I could, uh, put it uh, more visible uh, harsh and Ivan Hosemex yeah. to actually oh yeah, look at that as not so good. And yeah, that's the feature. Uh, and then to be embarrassed, to be shameful. Yeah. Yeah, so together, both have this quality. Both have the quality of <coughs> being ashamed, being embarrassed. Uh, by the uh, by the wrongdoing and the thoughts. San Sing San Chi Shi Do Yo Chong Zong Xian San Ching Ju Bao Er the Yi Soi Chan Kui Liang Fa Pian Yu Soyo San Sing. This is interesting. So anytime there's wholesomeness yeah, arising, then it will have these two features. One uh, it will have that reverence towards uh, wholesomeness or virtuous ones, and it will be repulsed by uh, repulsed is the right word repulsed by uh, that violence, yeah, repulsed towards violence and unwholesomeness. <coughs> so as a result, uh, this chan and kui, these two qualities, shame and dread, uh, would. Arise together with all the other 
wholesome qualities. Yeah. Because anytime they arise, this would come about. Uh, this would come about. So in the in the teachings, in the sutras, the Buddha often highlight uh, that one should have shame and dread. Yeah. So it, it's not saying that you should go and do horrible things and be shameful. It's saying before you do bad things, before you do unwholesome things, you should have that shame so that you don't go and do it. Before you want to go and do something harmful, you should dread that act yeah, so that it prevents you from doing it. Uh, this is what it means. Oh. <coughs> Any questions? Hmm. The uh, person who has a grief uh, uh-huh. uh, will usually have this or they don't have that? The person who has greed. So, for example, being unenlightened, we all have some level of greed, hatred, and delusion. Right? Uh, but our greed, hatred, and delusion exist, our defilements exist in two main forms. One is when it's dormant, yeah, in the seat. The other one is when it's active. So, if a person... So, technically, all certain beings have greed, Hatred and delusion, uh, but for different individuals, the greed may be active at different times. So, if a, when we say that a person has greed, uh, if we mean to say that the person's greed is active, uh, then, rightly speaking, if the greed is active, then other qualities may may be covered. Uh. Not with greed, la. Not with greed. Uh, which then, if you think about it, it makes sense, ma. That's why when people go to the buffet, if they have greed arise and they succumb to it, then they have no shame. <laughs> yeah, that they really don't have any shame. You, you, you look at them, then they, they, they are totally oblivious of the whole world. They don't care about what people, how people look at them. They don't feel shameful themselves. Yeah, <laughs> no, wu and wu kui. And even after that, when people walk past, when the people go to the counter, hey, where are all the tabi hood? <laughs> of course, have you ever seen people go after tabi hood? <laughs> Never, huh? Usually go after what? Oh, oyster la, prawn la, wow, big. Three, two, three plates, then stack all over. And then when they don't finish, and the, the when, when the staff come and you know question them, they don't have you know quizzing. <laughs> they still what so what? <laughs> yeah. So overcome by what? Greed, law. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Uh, 
Ah, yes, yes. 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 Correct. Opposing, very good. Opposing states, yeah, cannot coexist together. Shui Huo In the Sutta, sometimes the Buddha used the example of water and oil. Then if they are, the Buddha want to talk about two qualities that can can come together, then the Buddha will say ru ru yu shui. Yeah. Ru ru yu shui. Yeah. So like milk and water. Ah coexist together. They mix up together. Of course, please don't talk about emulsion, okay? Uh, emulsion is where oil and water get <laughs> agitated together then form an emulsion. <laughs> You have a question? Yes. So, um, I think the Buddha says some, like, we may have some way, but there's no, like, things like humbleness, right? Uh, Is there a difference between the humbleness and some way? Humility. Humility. Uh, exactly. So, very, I'm glad you came out with this example. Because sometimes for me, I, I know that this is not exhaustive, but on the spot, just now, I can't think of an example. <laughs> So this is a very good example. The humility is not directly inside. Yeah. But is it a wholesome quality? Well, it's a wholesome quality, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this 11 uh, doesn't cover all the different... Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. So humility... Uh, humility, let me see. Any other ones that can... Complementing. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nowadays, I find that uh, a lot of teachers try to talk about positive, positive, positive. Uh, yeah. So now, even five precepts, there are some groups that don't want to talk about five precepts. Yeah. But some things you must talk about it, you must talk about it. Uh. Yeah. Humility, uh, in your opinion, humility and these two are related? Humility may. Humility, uh, 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 I, uh, I'm not so sure. Qianxu or humility, uh, whether it can stop harmfulness. I'm not so sure whether it can stop harmfulness directly. Yeah, it can stop certain kind of uh, unwholesomeness, such as pride. It can overcome pride. Yeah, uh, it is the opposite of pride. Uh, but uh, for it to overcome harmfulness, uh, can be. It may work for some people. Yeah, uh, it may work for some people. Uh, let me try to see how it can work. Uh. 
So for example, if you are very humble, then you see everybody as worthy. So hard for you to have the thought to harm. But if you are overcome by your... You can still be overcome by your anger. Yeah. Let's say you are very humble to a person. Then a person, ah, so humble, ah, ah, stupid. Ah. Or then, <laughs> then maybe your humility, oh, no, I'm so humble and you still... Yeah, so, uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm thinking that the, the wholesome qualities listed here uh, don't, don't encompass all the possible wholesome qualities. Uh, uh, interesting point that you mentioned humility. Uh, uh, because humility does appear in some suttas. But it's, uh, it's not a direct, it's, it's seldom mentioned as a direct quality to cultivate to attain enlightenment. Very interesting. It's more, almost like a byproduct. Yeah. Seldom as an immediate quality to cultivate. But in Chinese culture, oh yes, must be. Mm. Uh, but uh, last time it, when I was in Taiwan, I heard one venerable say, yeah. Uh, and and this is something worthy to note. Yeah, because our Chinese culture sometimes uh, it's almost to the point of a fault. Yeah. i I'm sure you have encountered some friends or colleagues. Yeah, you 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 all meet up for basketball or table tennis or whatever sports. Then you ask me, hey, how, how, how are you okay with it? Say, ah, I'm not so good, I'm not so good. I encountered before. Then, then when I play badminton with them, I play the usual. Oh, then it, the, I tong over, the fellow smack. <laughs> tong a second time, smack. Then when it's his turn to... Oh, he, he, he like that one. <laughs> <laughs> then before I can catch the... The, the neck, huh? like that. <laughs> he just clear the neck. <laughs> then later I found out that he is a state player from Malaysia. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but generally we we do agree, uh, humility is a is a good quality. Yeah. Uh, but must be careful, uh, because humility in the Chinese context has been over, yeah. uh, j- just that I agree with you that there are some uh, parallel. Is, is to be t- to be shameful of uh, unwholesome acts. Doesn't mean that you have not. Uh, and that's the key thing. Before you have it, you should be ashamed of uh, unwholesome acts. And as a result, you don't go and do them. It's different from thinking, I'm a sinner. Yeah. I'm a sinner is, 
I'm already a bad person. Yeah. Versus, I should avoid bad things. I should avoid uh, evil and wholesome acts. Yeah. I should be ashamed of those acts. Yeah. If I have done, then of course I should be shameful also. But I should be shameful of them by itself so that I don't do that. Uh, I do agree with you that uh, the mindset, the sinner, sinner mentality, that actually don't have any place in Buddhism. In Buddhism, we don't encourage that mindset. Unfortunately, in many communities, uh, somehow it became prevalent. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week you can talk about it. Put our palms together. Yen Xiao San Zhang Zu Fan Nao. Yen Xiao San Zhang Zu Fan Nao. Yen Da Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao. Yen Da Zi Hui Zen Ming Liao. Thanks for taking three prostration. First prostration. If I meet again, may be guided and protected by the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. And as always, quite quite. See you next week. <laughs>